Well, hello everybody. Welcome in. We are four games into the PNTT, and we got we got some good stuff going on. You know, um, uh, let's start off with uh, yeah, let's let's start off with the Wilburn Group. Um, so a lot of stuff happened. Inglewood got off to a really hot start, going two and zero, but they've lost. They dropped their past two games. Um, so they beat Rochester in a close one and then they just destroyed Boise and that loss for Boise was doubly impactful because you know they won by 37 <laughs> and then obviously Boise loses by 37 they play plain view and they they play a really tough game they had a shot to win at the buzzer um they had a shot to win at the buzzer they're up and uh Griffin Rogers had a shot with 25 seconds left Noah Brown got his shot blocked um and then he missed, he, he got his own offensive rebound and missed the short two. Griffin Rogers got his two shots, and um, Noah Brown wasn't able to get a shot off at the end, and they, they lose that game. Then they play um, Carbondale, and they lose there too. Noah Brown's still playing really well. I mean, I like the way Noah Brown's playing, but um, it's really just, yeah, it's really tough. Uh, he, Noah Brown's averaging 28 points per game. 28.8 on 63.4% true shooting. Uh, Owen Larkins and Austin Horn look really good, too. Austin Horn's probably shooting a little worse. He's only shooting 35%. Um, but Owen, uh, Noah Brown's really just carrying him. And Owen Larkins has been a kind of a revelation for them. He's playing really well at the shooting guard position. So, um, yeah, he kind of seems like their secret weapon. Kyle Elmer's playing really well off the bench. You look at this team... And, um, yeah, you look at this team and you see that obviously the first two games is where they had their best. Noah Brown, uh, was 17 of 22 against Boise, just such a incredible performance. So that's really carrying a lot of his, um, yeah, a lot of his stats and things like that. So in second place is Boise, which is interesting, um, so you have Boise there, but they're also minus 49. So they're going to have to win outright, which means if they win their next two games, um, they should be looking pretty good because if they win their next two games, then, um, that means, that means that in England loses one of those games, they have a decent chance of, um, making the, making, uh, winning the group. So Boise, um, they, they're giving up a lot of points. First Albuquerque, they gave up 104. They scored 107, though. First Inglewood, they gave up 100. They lost to Clearwater, giving up 97. They only gave up 64 to Huntsville, so that was uh, the one outlier. But um, I think this team has a lot of problems defensively that they didn't realize that they had, um, especially from the point guard position. They gave up 7 of 11 to Dave Wilson. They gave up 17 of 22 um, to Noah Brown. And then versus Albuquerque, they gave up six of eight to Austin Neal. So it, things are not exactly what Boise wants, but, you know, um, they got Flagstaff and Rochester, two really solid teams. I think it's going to be tough. You look at Inglewood's next two games, they have Yuma and Clearwater. Yuma's 3-1, and one, playing really well. Clearwater, um, Clearwater is 1-3 and three, um, after that win versus Boise. So... I think Inglewood has the inside track. Now, the other two teams have a chance. Um, you got 
It's really interesting. Uh, Rochester won a really big game. They won big, big, big um, against uh, Clearwater. 20 points in the other games. They lost by 8, 8, and 3. So they came really close against Inglewood, beat Clearwater, and in that game, uh, Brandon Pratt just went off. They lost the next two rivalry games, both by eight points to Ocala and Nashville. Um, and then they closed their season with Fremont and Boise. And I just think that's going to be tough. I mean, Boise gives up a lot of points, and I think Rochester's a good defensive team, but you never know with that one. And then you go up against the defending champs who are playing really well. So um, big games for them. I, yeah, I'm not sure exactly what I think is going to happen, but I think um, – yeah, I, I, I'm interested for sure. So, uh, and then uh, Clearwater, you know, Clearwater got that early first win um, by 12, and then they just haven't won since. They got Reno and Englewood coming up. So I think they're playing to save face. They're obviously one of the best teams ever um, in, in the PNTT history. And they're really good, but they're a little short, you know. Um, you got Javante Reynolds. uh who's shooting really, really well, 58.6% true shooting. Dave Wilson's doing pretty well for a freshman. Maybe a little high turnovers. They've gotten to some foul trouble, and that's kind of um, hampered them a little bit. But, you know, he's got some solid stuff to build on, and he's only got one junior in the starting lineup. Um, that's Daniel Godfrey, who's shooting 56.5% true shooting. So that's nice. They got some stuff to build on. They just need some big men. They really need some big men and – that's kind of what they need. So that's what we got for the Wilburn, uh, yeah, the Wilburn group. So next up, um, we have the group of, we got, um, yeah, we have the uh, Wainer group. So Salt Lake City lost that first game to Hershey and a close one. It was a rivalry game. So, you know, anything can happen. And since then, they won three. But they've all been pretty close. Uh, they won by seven um, versus Albuquerque. And then they beat Hot Springs by 16. And then um, they only win by two in overtime against Carnegie. A Carnegie team that, quite frankly, has been struggling. So um, Carnegie uh, was up two with uh, little time to left. Crowley tied it up. And... Um, Neither team could make a shot the last 30 seconds. In overtime, um, in overtime, Salt Lake City went up. Uh, with 30 seconds, Austin Schaefer hit a shot. Uh, Ray made his free throws, and then Smith answered with a um, with a shot to cut it to two. But Ray kept making his free throws, and a Nicholas Jones buzzer beater was only pulled within two. So it was just good for the uh, the points there. Um, Salt Lake City, other than that loss, other than that loss to Hershey, um, has been pretty good. Jonathan Crowley has been playing just as good as normal, 25.5 points on 52% shooting, 7.3 um, rebounds from the small forward position. Um, David Morgan has just been playing out of his mind. He's been playing great. Three steals and 3.8 blocks. He's got to be one of the leading candidates for defensive player of the tournament. Um, you know what? He might even be up there for player of the term. He's shooting 54.4%, uh, 16.3 points a game, 11.5 um, rebounds, 1.3 assists, only one turnover. you got to love the way he's playing. Um, 
yeah, you you look up and down their lineup and it's like, okay, these guys these guys are pretty good. They got tough games. They got New York City and Virginia Beach. Virginia Beach has not been doing the best this tournament. They're one and three. And then um, New York City, they've also had a little rough go. So 0-4. Um, but you know these teams are tough. Um, Salt Lake City should be able to take care of business and take this group. Um, not only do they have the point, well, I guess Albuquerque has the point differential at plus 13. They had a big win over Virginia Beach, which really helped them. And you see, um, yeah, and Albuquerque finishes with Rockford, who's been playing incredible. They're 4-0, just rolling right now. Uh, one of the best teams of the tournament. And then they have Hershey. So I think Albuquerque's not going to have enough to overtake um, overtake uh, Salt Lake City. But, you know, they, they, they're they in play for a playing spot, especially at 2-2. Two two. Um, Hershey, they um, have that game against Albuquerque, which could be tough. And then they have Carnegie, who up to this point is 0-4. But you know GFM's a good coach and he can get a lot of out of his players. Hershey brought in a great freshman class that's been playing really well so far. So um, Adrian Card playing point guard has really helped them, 16.5 points a game. They've had Casey Green. Um, I'm not sure exactly what he's doing, but he started the first three games, and then they moved him to the bench. So kind of an interesting move there. Um, but he did pretty well off the bench, 22 minutes, 25 points. This guy's been scoring a lot. So I'm interested to see what that was all about. But, you know, you can't – I mean, they got to win, so you can't complain. And, you know, when you lose to teams uh, like Des Moines and Virginia Beach, uh, you kind of think, okay, what what's going on here? What are, we, what are we looking at? So other than that, let's look at Virginia Beach. Virginia Beach came up with um, a big loss to Albuquerque. They beat Hershey by three. And in that game um, – Oliver Pritchett went 11 for 14. He just played incredible, 25 points, 14 rebounds. Uh, they lost to Duluth by eight, and now they finish with San Jose, who's on a roll right now, and then Salt Lake City. So they're going to have a tough road uh, to finish, too. I like Salt Lake City in this group. Crowley's playing great. Morgan's playing great. you got to like their chances to uh, cut down the nuts and make the PNTT playoffs here. Let's move on to the next group. We got the A. Jackson group, and this group I feel like is pretty wide open. Yuma's been playing really surprisingly. They're three and one with a plus twelve uh, point differential, and Coach Cheeseburg three has really got the most out of his players so far. His big men, David Mattingly and Matthew Irvin, have really been just stepping up and scoring a lot of points. 13.5 points a game on 52.5% true shooting for Irvin and 24 points a game on 51.58% true shooting for Mattingly. Um, they're not they're not shooting amazing, uh, only 42.6, but, you know, what they're doing is they're not uh, – they're getting to the line. They're getting to the line at 20.3 uh, free throw attempts per game. They lost that first game to Reno, then they came back and won a game versus Huntington, won a game against uh, New York City, and then they won a game against uh, Des Moines. So you got to like how they're playing, and um, yeah, Coach Cheeseburg's really getting the most out of them. Now, that being said, he's got a really tough game coming up against Inglewood. Uh, Inglewood's been playing. Inglewood's a really good team. They're 2-2. Two two. Uh, I expect them to try and muck this game up, and 
um, make him stop him in the post. And I don't know if they can. They have some good players in the post, but it should be interesting. And then they got Aberdeen. And Aberdeen, he hasn't done the best this year, but they got some talent. You know, you got Reginald O'Donnell, the senior. He's averaging uh, 33 points per game on 54.8% shooting. And then Zachary Estrada, the center, getting 11 points. Um, uh, one thing, uh, yeah, so that's kind of what's going on there. Um, uh, the other teams in the A. Jackson group, uh, you have Huntington Beach in second at 2-2. Two and two. Uh, Huntington Beach, they were really good last year. They they rolled through their um, division and made it to the PNTT playoffs. You got most of those guys back from last year, except for Matthew Dar. They've replaced him with six, seven freshman, uh, Edgar Carter. Edgar Carter has averaged 14 points, 4.5 assists, and only 1.3 turnovers. So he's been playing really well. But the real star of this team has been Mohamed Birnbaum. 19.5 um, points per game, not the most efficient shooting. Um, but the guy's getting three blocks, 2.5 steals, 3.8 uh, assists, and only 0.8 turnovers. So hopefully he'll be a little more efficient. But you got to like how Birnbaum's playing. Um, that's a, a – and they, they have a tough schedule coming up too. They got Carbondale and Reno. So um, Reno's the third group. They lost their point guard, uh, Chandler Jackson, and – that was it. So they brought back four starters, and they're starting a freshman, Colby McConnell. Uh, Colby's been playing okay. Uh, not a high efficient, not a high shooter or anything, but he's just doing his part. He's passing the ball, trying to defend a little bit, and uh, they got some talent. You know, Jermaine Collins, beast down low. Yeah, Henry Jones scoring 17 points per game. Uh, you'd like this team to be a little more efficient, but overall, like their defense is just so solid. They're holding teams to. Uh, 39% from the field, and that's, yeah, that's just awesome. Um, so that really helps them. And then the last team is Aberdeen. Aberdeen, like I said, they got Reginald O'Connell. Um, that's averaging 33 points per game, so he's a stud. And uh, really their offense just runs through him. They're not getting a lot of points. He's scoring 33 out of their 70.3. They're not as efficient as they want to be, uh, but you can tell there's some talent. And, you know, Reginald O'Donnell at any at any point can go off and really carry uh, Naf's tribe to the champ to do well. But they got tough games. Montpelier is 3-1 uh, at this point. Yuma is also 3-1, so... Uh, their remaining games are six and two, so that's going to be tough for them uh, there. Next up, we're looking at the Parker group and Parker's team namesake. Um, Yakima Striders are just playing incredible. They're 4-0 with a 56-point differential, and I don't see any way they give that up. They'd have to lose both their remaining games by, um, you know, a combined 20 probably for um, Lincoln to catch them and then even more for Hot Springs. So I think they got it locked up, and their team is playing incredible. Uh, and they're led by Michael Rader. Michael Rader is just playing incredible right now um, at point guard. It, not the most efficient, but, you know, he's playing really well. And then you got Corbin Montgomery, the 6'6", a little bit undersized um, power forward, shooting 55%, 25 points per game, 60.5% true shooting, 9.3 rebounds. Um yeah, you gotta love that. You gotta love, and then you got the you got the big man, Hunter Holder. 
he's not going to shoot ever. You don't want him shooting. But um, he rebounds, he passes, he defends, he doesn't turn it over. And, you know, this guy, this guy's the real deal. Um, this is this is this is the guy that really um, he wants him in the middle of that lineup and he wants to get everyone involved. Now, you know, Stallworth and Raider haven't been shooting very efficiently, both uh, 38 and 43%. But um both of them are due to regress positively towards the mean, I think, at that point. Christopher Rose, the freshman, he's been playing great. 13 rebounds a game, 4.5 blocks, 3 assists, only 1.3 turnovers. So you got to love that. I like this Yakima team, and they're showing some juice here. Um, you know, Coach uh, McProjay has his team on a roll. He's in his games coming up. He so he beat Clemson by twenty three. He beat Hot Springs by seventeen. He went into overtime against Huntington Beach, and I believe I could be wrong. I believe Huntington Beach is his dad. So you gotta love games like that where it's like okay, you get to face your dad, you get to face your son, and it's like um, they're down seven with three minutes left. <laughs> Actually, two minutes and thirty seconds left. Uh, they missed a couple shots, and Corbin Montgomery. Um, hit a big shot to cut it within five. There's a minute 30, 14 left, and they're down by five, and Corbin Montgomery hit an and one to cut it to two. Um, Hunter Holder stole the ball and got to Christopher Rose, and then uh, Muhammad Birnbaum had a chance to uh, take the lead uh, with 41 seconds left, and he missed. Hunter Holder grabbed the rebound. Tanner Stallworth got a good shot with 30 seconds left, and he missed. Hunter Holder got the offensive rebound, passed it out, passed it around, and then with nine seconds left, Corbin Montgomery took a shot. He got blocked. Stallworth got the rebound, and they thought they were going to make it. With As time expired, Christopher Rose had a nice short two, but he missed. So, so it went to overtime. Um, and it was really the Tanner Stallworth show. You know, Montgomery hit a big shot, a couple big shots to start, but Stallworth had two... Uh, four, six um, points, you know, and they're up by six. Uh, and they just, they made their free throws. Corbin Montgomery kind of sealed it. They won by seven points in overtime. So huge win for Yakima there against his dad, I believe. You can correct me if I'm wrong. Um, but next up, they got Des Moines. Des Moines hasn't been doing great, but they have that great sophomore class, the 6-12 class led by Christopher Godfrey and Alexander Howard. Up to this point, those two um, haven't been shooting the best. They they were hoping to shoot a little better. Um, and then they have Sebastian Evans. He's also part of the class 6'10". He's shooting better. He's shooting 63% true shooting. So he's kind of their uh, linchpin. And then they got two juniors. Um, so they brought back the exact same starting lineup from last year. Um, and last year they went to the PTT, but, you know, this year you have sophomores and not freshmen, so it's helpful, but they just haven't been winning. They've been playing tough teams, you know. They beat, they lost to Fremont by 19, they lost to St. Paul by 5, and then they play Yuma, and they lose by 8. Um, but uh, Yakima's looking great, so they got them, and then they got Lincoln, um, who's very top-heavy in their seniors with Anthony Bayer. Um, I'm interested to see his matchup against Christopher Rose. I think that one will be really good. Uh, Corbin Montgomery, though, I mean, he's just playing really well. And I don't, and like I said, I don't see any way that they can, I mean, yes, if if Lincoln beats him by 20 and they beat Jefferson City, 
um, David Chance, but that means Yakima's got to lose to Yakima's got to lose to uh, um, Des Moines. I just don't see that happening. So next up, we got Hot Springs, um, or we'll go to Lincoln um, and Coach Babsley. So he's got that. I was talking about his team a little with Anthony Bayer. He's playing great. He's averaging 18.8 points a game on 57.7% true shooting, 10.8 rebounds, 2.3 assists, 4.8 blocks. So you love that. Andrew Andrew Patrick, uh, he's got three blocks. So they love to block it. Even their freshman point guard, six points, getting 0.8 blocks a game. So that's nice for them. The only thing is, Next up, they got Jefferson City, his son, rivalry game, you know, and those guys love to jack up threes. Right now, they're jacking up 29.8 threes per game. They only shoot 67.8 um, threes, uh, or get points, shots shots a game, but man, they are shooting a ton of three-pointers, and um, that should be an interesting matchup. I wonder how they're going to do. Uh, they want him to bring him to the paint, and uh, Jefferson City wants to stay out, and then they got Yakima, so... Tough games, I don't see how they can – I mean, if they win one, they have a chance at the uh, playoffs, but I think there's an uphill battle going on for um, uh, for the group champion here. The, uh, the other team that's 2-2 two and two is Hot Springs. Hot Springs has a solid team. Last year they were third in the PTT. Um, they had a good run, uh, and, let, and they lost, but they lost Tyler Smith. So their team – is significantly hurt. Um, they didn't bring in the class that they were hoping for, um, but they're starting Joshua Lloyd is kind of a big man that can um, play a little defense to rebound a little bit. But they're relying on those seniors um, at the one through three spots, and that's their best class. And they played all right. You know, they beat a good Clearwater team. Next up, though, they have Ann Arbor, and then they got Clemson. I expect them to lose to Ann Arbor, beat Clemson, but they could beat Ann Arbor. I mean, that's a that's a t- that's a tough team, but you know they they rely on their guards. So I'll be interested to see how that works out. And then the last team we're looking at Clemson. Clemson is zero and four right now. Uh, they have not been, you know, they haven't just they just haven't been doing as well as they were hoping. It's tough. You're breaking in a freshman point guard and Mason Presley. Um, he does have 8.8 assists per game, only 2.5 turnovers. And then you got Daniel Woods, the center, freshman center, 6'9". He's shooting 55.1% true shooting, 21 points per game, 10.5 rebounds. Not great defensively, but they got some promise on that freshman class, and they're really relying on them. You get a couple pieces around them, and um, they'll be looking a lot better. Let's look at the next group. Um, so... Uh, I was dead wrong on this on this team. So this is, um, well, sorry. <laughs> um, so uh, this team, th- this group was uh, named after um, Robbie Edison. So it's the Edison group, and Wooster looked like you know they're gonna they're gonna take care of business, but it just hasn't been in the cards for them. They lost a close one to Plainview by three points. Then they play Huntsville. They lose in overtime by two points. And, you know, at that point, it was like, oh, gosh, what's going on, you know? Um, and they even need a three-pointer just to force um, overtime in that game. So, uh, so yeah, and, but they did have a buzzer beater that basically beat them in that game versus Plainview. 
they win the game pretty handily against Reno. Then they come back to Lincoln and they and they lose um, mainly because Connor Davies had such a horrible game. He went three for twenty two. That's just man. That's just tough. You know, it's tough when you're when you go through that. Um, so they got Lansing and then San Jose. It's not looking good for them, the defending champs. It looks like it's the trophy's going to be going to another team, especially with the tough schedule moving on. And one of those teams that, that could be is San Jose. Now, San Jose, I think I was dead wrong. Um, I thought they were going to be not great. They're going to struggle. You know, um, they're from a conference that hasn't been as solid. But, you know, they brought in the 131-6 class. And Brian Combs um, coming in has played, he's he's played okay, you know, um, not the best, but you know he's he's talented, and he's just trying to figure out how do I get him to fit, and how do I get him to fit in time for the NTT, uh, or, the, or the PNTT playoffs. Sorry, they're playing a little zone, trying to figure it out. They killed Ocala, ninety three uh, to, yeah, ninety three to. Um, 57. So that's a that's a big time loss uh, for yeah for Ocala, and they held them to 35.5 um, percent from the field. So they're looking really good. I like how San Jose's playing. Um, they're I feel like they're peaking, and I I just don't see right now like them and Plainview are the two teams and they have a way better point differential. So it's like they have a one game lead on Plainview. Basically they'd have to, Plainview would have to win out and um, San Jose would have to lose one of their next two. And so San Jose's next two games, uh, they do have Wooster and they have Virginia beach. I expect them to be Virginia beach. And then they got a Wooster team that is crappy. They could win. Now looking at uh, Plainview, Plainview's got a bad, uh, plus minus because they got killed by San Jose. Um, so that, that game that they won is really, really helping them. And then they got Charlotte and Huntsville. I think Plainview can get the Huntsville game. The Charlotte game is going to be tough, but if they can, if they can beat Charlotte, um, I think they're looking pretty. I like, I like how their team's coming together. And, uh, so it looks like, looks to me like a two team race in the Edison group here. Um, the other team in this group is Huntsville. Huntsville's one and three. They're playing a tough schedule for sure, but um, they lost by 13 to Rockford, uh, 27 to Boise. They won in overtime versus Wooster and lost by 18 to San Jose. And they're just really struggling to score. They got an easier game next. They got uh, Rally and they got Plainview. So they should be able to take care of their business versus Rally, although Rally's got a great freshman class led by Nick. Nicholas uh, Benyon. We'll get to him later. Um, but I'm interested to see what Huntsville can put forward, forward um, at the end of this tournament. Let's move on to the next group. Um, we have the uh, uh, Rodriguez group. So um, Rodriguez uh, group is, led, is named after uh, the namesake Austin Rodriguez of Ann Arbor Bing Bongs. And uh, yeah, after losing him and Alexis Norton, they weren't sure what they're going to get. And man, did they roll snake eyes. These guys uh, just hit the lottery. They won ties on Andrew Tucker. They won ties on, uh, on uh, Joshua Henley. Uh, and then 
moved Anthony Baker to small forward. Uh, Christian Armstrong, they put him in there. He's an efficient shooter. And these guys are just, they're scoring 93 points per game on 59.7% true shooting. That's the team. That's not, that's not um, one player. That's the team is shooting that well. And it's just tough. They got three guys in their starting lineup in Baker, Armstrong, and Henley, or in uh, Johnson, all shooting above 60% true shooting. Andrew Tucker, he's only shooting 13 points per game, and he's getting 58.7% true shooting, 12 rebounds, 3 assists, only .3 steals, but 6 blocks. This guy is a monster. And I think every team that goes up against him is like, what are we going to do? And... I don't think it's hyperbole to say that they are by far in a way um, the favorites, <laughs> the NTT and the PNTT um, title favorites. They're just playing amazing basketball. They, it's, it kind of seems like who's going to beat them. You know, they they already had a really solid team, and they added they added uh, they added Tucker. Um, now they did have a really close game against Flagstaff. Flagstaff played them close. And they they kept it close. Uh, Flagstaff cut it to two with a little bit left, um, and you know they made a little run at the end. Uh, they and the, yeah, and they ended up losing by three. Um, they they couldn't get a shot up at the end, so they never had a chance to really tie it. But you know Tucker Johnson's been really playing well as a point guard, so you gotta love that Christian Armstrong really coming into his own there as. Um, entering the starting lineup after starting the year on the bench, I think. He started the year on the bench, played his second game against Manassas, uh, went back to the bench against San Jose, and then came off the bench for uh, Flagstaff. So I think Coach Bradley's getting – I mean, he has such an embarrassment of riches that it's really hard to be like, who – I mean, what are they going to do? You know, it's really hard to look at this team and say, well, oh, they shouldn't do that. Oh, they, I mean, they're just – they're playing incredible. And um, – I mean that that's what that's what you go for. Um, they do have a big game coming up against Montpelier. And Montpelier, for those who haven't watched, are a really solid team. They lost by Fre- to Fremont by ten, so that was a tough loss for them. But they beat Carbondale, a really good Carbondale team, by thirty nine points. They held them to forty seven points. And this team's a defensive juggernaut. They're holding teams. I'm really excited for that game against Ann Arbor. I hope Man- Montpelier can win their next game against Aberdeen so that they, that game versus Ann Arbor can at least kind of feel like it's for the uh, for the group championship. It's a rivalry game. Russack and Bradley, there's bad blood between them. They don't like each other. No, they like each other. But um, they're, both, they're both great coaches, so I'd love to see that. Ann Arbor's upcoming schedule, they got Hot Springs. I expect to win there. That's but that game against Montpelier. Montpelier's big, they're long, they got good defenders, and um, they're gonna try and shoot. They're gonna try and shoot um, shoot out of that zone, uh, and you know they have a chance. They they have a chance to shoot out of their zone because they rely so much on Wilkerson, Gary, and James playing and scoring. That's that's where they get their points. So I'm interested to see how that goes. Um, it that that will be a fun game. Let's talk about the other two games. Uh, the other two teams. You got Carbondale. This is a really solid team. They lost um, to Ann Arbor by five. They come back, got killed by Montpelier. Then they play Flagstaff, win by one. Then they play Englewood, win by nine. 
this schedule is insane. Now they got Huntington Beach and Manassas. So it's like, what are you supposed to do when you get a schedule like that? The schedule, the schedule makers did them no favors. Coach Dizzy Dell has an incredible team. Um, I think, you know, they're looking really well. They do have, yeah, hopefully, yeah, hopefully they, I mean, they beat a great Inglewood team. They're not going to have any problem with their strength of schedule. It's going to look really well. Carbondale is an elite team. Last year, they were the runner-up in the PTT. The year before that, they um, they went win-win-loss, win-win-win. So they were ninth in the NTT. Um, just a few years ago, you know, they won the NTT title. So this team's solid. They still have a chance. They still have a chance at the um, at the uh, PNTT playoffs, but they're going to have to win by a lot, especially because of that loss to Montpelier. I'm not exactly sure what happened um, in that game. There wasn't crazy foul trouble, but Scott Richter went one for twelve, and that just <laughs> that's just not going to do. And then Ethan Moynihan one for eight, Justin Hohen. One for six. You know, they shot 27%. You got to love that defense from Montpelier. And, um, yeah, it, it's going to be defense versus offense when you see the Montpelier-Ann Arbor game. I've probably talked way too much about that. Let's talk about the last group in this team, Manassas. They've just had a rough go. You know, they came close for St. Paul, lost by three. They had that rivalry game against Lansing, lost by eight. Got killed by Ann Arbor and got killed pretty bad against uh, Montpelier, too. Um, coach Manassas and Whalen, he's the coach Manassas Whalen. He's got solid players. You know, he brought back um, his starting backcourt, and then he had to replace his his starting frontcourt. And those guys just aren't right. I mean, the the backcourt looks fine. You know, Nathan Martin, twenty seven or uh, fifteen points per game, but he's having to do it all, and they're just not shooting well enough. And uh, yeah, so that's kind of what's going on there. Let's talk about the next group. So in the next group, um, yeah, you have the Jackson group, the Aiden Jackson group, a Jackson group. And this, I feel like this group's got the most parity. Um, you got Flagstaff, Lansing, Ocala, and Duluth. Right now, Lansing's three and one. They're the only team that's three and one. You got two teams that are two and two, one that's two and three, one and three. Um, Lansing has Wooster and Flagstaff. Now, those two teams um, are really solid. They they beat Manassas. They beat Duluth. They beat Ocala by four, and then they beat Frankfurt. I feel like Lansing, honestly, if I'm looking at their schedule, they've benefited from a really easy schedule. Duluth is not what they used to be. Manassas has had a down tournament. Ocala, up and down. Um, they're And it's really it, – you haven't had a tough schedule. Now, the next two games, I think, are the toughest games. Yes, Wooster is one and three, but, um, but you know, you still got, um, you still got four starters from last year's PNTT champions. Um, you got Joaquin Erickson, uh, and I think that's going to be a tough game for Lansing. And then you got Flagstaff. Flagstaff so far is two and two, but you know they lose by three to Ann Arbor, lose by one to. Um, Carbondale, they beat Duluth and beat Ocala. I think Flagstaff has a chance to win this group. I think it's going to come down to Flagstaff and Lansing. Now, the reason is that uh, uh, Ocala doesn't have as much of a chance because they have such a bad point differential. They're going to have to make up that point differential. They're minus 32. Um, 
I don't see Lansing losing both games and dropping to three and three, which would eliminate Duluth. So I think that last game, Lansing versus Flagstaff, is going to determine um, who wins this. Yeah, it's going to determine who wins this group. Now that being said, um, that being said, Flagstaff has a tough game against Boise. Boise has not played as well as they hope. They're they're just really suffering on defense. Flagstaff's known for their defense. Um, so if Flagstaff can keep up, it can shoot adequate, I think they'll win that game. But if they don't, Lansing basically locks up the group um, if Lansing uh, wins against uh, Wooster. But Wooster's a really solid team, like I said. So it'll be interesting to see. And what you're looking at for um, Lansing is you're looking at a team full of full of really solid players. He's tried a few different things. He tried Casey Gentry at point guard. Um, he's got his big men with uh, Hornberger and Kelly. Lewis is playing like a freshman, right? Styles not shooting as well as he's hoped he hoped for. Um, so he's got some things to figure out. Christian England's been playing really well efficiently, shooting 73.7%, but he's, he's only shooting five times a game. So that's not something you can necessarily count on. Uh, Kane Johannesson, he's playing really great off the bench with 66.3% true shooting, only 10 points. And this team just spreads it around. Albert Kelly, 62.5% true shooting, 9 rebounds, 3.3 uh, blocks. Um, and, and Hornberger, he hasn't been playing as well um, shooting-wise, 42% from the field. So and so it's going to be interesting to see if they can, be, if they can beat Wooster. Um, it looks like they're going to be headed to a, a matchup against Flagstaff. So if both those teams can take care of their own business, um, I think it's going to be a really good game. The other two teams, Ocala, Ocala's really been up and down, you know. Um, they lose to Lansing by four. Uh, lose, or, yeah, they, sorry, they beat Lansing by four. And then they lose to Flagstaff by eight. Beat Rochester by eight. Lose to San Jose by um, 36. And that game really hurt them. Next up, they got Nashville, and then they got Duluth. Nashville should be a good game. Uh, they got some solid players. And you you look at – and then Duluth, you know, they're they're top-heavy, but they're, but they're solid. You look at guys like Elijah Joshua. He's been playing great. Um, he's shooting a lot of threes, 21.3 points a game, Javon Main. And then they got that 1-2 um, class. They're playing um, – playing – yeah, playing one through three. So I'm interested to see how that plays out. Uh, I think I think this team's got a chance to uh, do well, but that point differential, just, it's just going to hurt them. And I don't think they can overcome it, even at four and two. Like, they're going to have to win games by, like, 40 points if they want a chance to uh, make the PNTT playoffs. So, and then Duluth. You know, Duluth got the 111.90 class. They still are holding on to Matthew Sullivan, their big man. And then they got Keegan Brown, freshman that they got in a tie there. Uh, Matthew Sullivan's 30 points, 10 rebounds, uh, 1.5 blocks. I mean, he's up there. He might be the PNTT player of the year. He's just playing incredible, 66% true shooting. I mean, he's everything you want him to be, but he's got to do it all. Court Smith is a good defender. He can... He can lock down guys, but um, yeah, that's just kind of what's going on there. Let's look at the next group. The next group, um, 
Yeah, so the next group we have the uh, lake group, the lake group. So in the lake group, um, it's this one's pretty tight. You know, Fremont's got a really big lead because of point differential with 39 points point differential. Um, and they're three and one. And then they got Nashville and Duluth, who are both three and one plus nine. So um, Fremont's got an edge, 30 points, uh, point differential. And we all know Fremont's the defending uh, PNT or the NTT champion. They got games against Rochester and St. Paul. Both those teams are really solid. I'm interested to see how that really goes and what and what it looks like. Um, yeah. You, so, that, yeah, I think it's just going to be interesting to see um, with those two teams. Um, if they win them, they should easily be the group champions and make it out. But you lose one, and you open up, especially if you lose that St. Paul game, and you open your, you, you create yourself vulnerable. Um, Nashville has two winnable games. Uh, St. Paul should beat Clemson, which would leave uh, their game against uh, Fremont as what could feel like a, a a playing game, but they lost that game to Nashville. And Nashville, they have Ocala, which feels like a toss-up, and then Des Moines, who hasn't been playing as well um, this year. So um, we look at um, – well, let's look at Fremont first and look at their team. So Fremont, they've, uh, they, they started uh, Romo at point guard, and he's just kind of a pass-first guy, plays defense – doesn't turn it over, so you got to like that. And then you got Jack McDougall, uh, Joseph Ambrin, who hasn't been playing as well. Ethan Thomas has really stepped up this year, so 21.8 points. Uh, Joseph Ambrin does have 30 points per game, shooting 6.3 free throws uh, per game, so you got to love that, man. If he, he's getting, They're shooting 20.3 free throws a game, so that really helps them. They're playing great that way. Um, but you have games against Rochester and St. Paul, so I'm interested to see how those two go. I mean, this group is wide open. St. Paul, like I said, um, they they have a solid team. They really spread it around. They've tried a few, few different lineups, um, but, you know, they kind of stuck to uh, Hernandez at power forward, Ethan Alexander, the two freshmen at the big men, and they just really spread it out. Gerald Gonzalez is playing off the bench, scoring 11.5 points per game at 62. 7% true shooting. Ethan Alexander, not a high-volume shooter, but playing well. Antoine Hernandez is playing really well for the power forward. So, you know, I like this team. I think they're really solid. They're really talented. They got they go 1 to 10. They go 1 to 10, and they got they got guys. So you look at, I think they'll be Clemson, and then that game versus Fremont's big. You win that one, I think you're the, you're, um, you're the representative. But, you know, Nashville's going to try and have something to say about it too. Nashville, they've um, we've been trying some different lineups, uh, but Carter Gore has been playing great. 19.3 points per game and sixty four point four percent true shooting. Um, Dustin Frazier has nine assists, two steals. Um, he's not a shooter. He hasn't made a point yet, <laughs> uh, but um, you know he's he's defending guys really well. I like that. The big men. Not doing as well, but Fortin's got 4.3 blocks, two steals, so he's playing great. Um, and then Landon Bar uh, Baresi, 
He's been shooting pretty well uh, against the line, 5.8 points times a game. He hasn't been the most efficient, but he's really helped us. So we're a defensive team. We're been shutting teams down. I like how we're playing defense, and I'm excited to see how we finish this uh, PNTT. I think we have a real shot at winning the next two games, and um, whether we get in as an at-large or we get in as a uh, um, – group winner i think we got a shot at this so i like that um but we got some tough games we've had some luck we've won some games um yeah uh the last team is des moines des moines uh you know they brought back their entire starting class and their their entire um starters from last year so you got that going they they brought in one freshman in collier mccrone who's a guy that they can count on to score some points off the bench. Uh, I really like the way Sebastian Evans and Kyle Sullivan have been playing um, at the three and four position, both really, really efficient. So you got to like that. And uh, yeah, they, they haven't had the best um, turnout at um, the NTT, but they've played some really good teams. They lost to Yuma by eight. They lost to St. Paul by five, lost by 19. And then they beat Hirsch to Fremont, the time champs. And then they, Lost a, they beat Hershey by three, so that was a big win for them. And it always feels good when you get a win. Let's look at the um, next group. So the next group is the uh, Garden Group, and the Garden Group is one of my one of the most interesting groups. I think maybe the most interesting. You have two teams that are zero and four, and then you have two teams that are four and zero. So yeah, we got two teams four and zero. Two teams 0-4. So the two 4-0 teams we have are Charlotte and Rockford, uh, plus 54, plus 49. They're rolling. They're playing great. Uh, you look at Charlotte, and I just love their team. You know, Tashawn Weed coming in as a freshman, 6'8". He's shooting incredible, 69 percent from the true shooting from the field nice uh four threes he's made he shoot in a game and he's just i mean he's so efficient that guy is so tough to guard and you got riley richards the sophomore he's playing great 61.8 percent from the field 66.1 percent true shooting colton ross uh 78.4 uh, true shooting Zachary Matthews, the big man, 74.2. Their team is shooting 66.7% true shooting, 88 points a game. How do you beat that? You don't. You can't beat that. You can't beat it. So um, Charlotte is playing really, really well. That being said, they have two tough games. Now it doesn't matter. You know, this playing view game, it doesn't matter as long as they don't get blown out because they have Rockford next. They can win that game and kind of uh, right the ship. Rockford has been playing really well, too. So they bring in Jeremiah McCann, and Jeremiah is just – he's averaging 11.5 assists per game, three steals, only 2.5 turnovers, 56.6% true shooting. Uh, Dayton Howell, the sophomore, 53.4% uh, true shooting, 21.5 points per game. Um, after uh, – playing off the bench last year. So he came into the starting lineup with Moreno and Logan coming out. And these guys, it doesn't seem like they've missed a beat. They look really, really good. Um, they beat New York City by 9, beat Carnegie by 15. 
They had Clemson. They beat them by 12. And Huntsville, they beat them by 13. So there's no blowouts. They're not blowing any teams out, but they're playing really solid basketball. You got Albuquerque, who's been playing really solid. I like how Albuquerque, they're 2-2, two and two, playing close games against really, really good teams. So they can give them a run. And then after Albuquerque, they have that game against Charlotte. So that's the game we're all looking to see. We're all looking to see that game against Charlotte. Carnegie's been playing uh, chippy, but, you know, they they lost a lot of players, you know, and uh, now they're just relying on a lot of bench players. Austin Sinclair, the senior, 20.8 points per game, two assists, 1.5 steals. Um, but they're just not making enough shots, and it's been a rough go for them this year. They've tried a lot of things. They did take Salt Lake City to overtime and lost by two, so you got to give them props for that. You know he Coach JFM is trying to – figure out his team and he finished season with New York city and Hershey. So Hershey, both of those are winnable games. Um, New York city, uh, they, they really rely on their guards. They have the talent. They just got to figure it out. How do we put it together? They only lost one player from last year, Zachary stone, and they made the NTT. I don't see why they can't make the NTT this year. They got a really good team. They're trying to figure it out. And, um, they got some scores for sure. Uh, Dunning, he's scoring 22.8. Um, Blake Fitzgerald's scoring 14.8. They just got to figure it out. It's Kenyon Felder's last year. They need, yeah, they got a good team. So I'm excited to see what happens there. They got Salt Lake City and Carnegie. Um, Salt Lake City's going to be tough, but they could win versus Carnegie. They got a solid team. So, and that sets them up really nicely for uh, Conference 2. It'd be nice to end, leave two and one or one and two from the PNTT, at least in the games that count on your schedule, um, going into a tough conference too.